Welcome to You're the Shift, a podcast by Flora Fauna Healing. My name is Kayla. I'm an intuitive and energy healer, a tarot reader, an astrologer, a mentor, a Holy Fire 2 Reiki master, and an artist. My content centers around helping you to live authentically as your best self. I use a blend of my own intuition and experiences to help challenge inner narratives that can help keep us all stuck. Radical self-love and authenticity is the name of the game. I offer classes and mentorships, readings, and free resources to help these shifts take place. This podcast may not be for the faint of heart. I am brutally honest here, and so you may find some episodes you relate to. Some might be difficult to hear as well. Always treat yourself with kindness. If something in these words sparks movement within you, all of my services are listed on my website, www.florifonahealing.org. Thanks for being on the ride with me. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of You're the Shift with your host, me, Kayla from Flora Fauna Healing, and also part of the holistic spa team at Reflex and Refresh in North Bay. So today's a little bit of a fun podcast. I know I've been doing some like more heavy hitters lately, and that's fun too, and it's all real and whatnot, but I am excited so you guys need to know about it. Okay, so I did share a little bit on my Instagram about what I'm talking about. You guys won't see it for a couple of days. By the time this gets edited and released and all of that technical bullshit. Um, yeah, but anyway, it, details are going to be released. But I have been working on something and I would say I probably started it last year. So... For those of you that don't know me personally, I was living in absolute hell a year ago. Absolute hell. Um, I was living with people who were breaking down my door, breaking into my house. Um, My brother and I got assaulted with a fire extinguisher. The police were at our house almost every single night. Um, Loud screaming, smashing on the the doors, the windows, the walls. Um, There were photos of the apartment above us with the walls just destroyed from all the holes in the walls. I had um, a uh, air freshener lit on fire thrown at me, which was super, super fun. Highly do not ever recommend it. Don't breathe in things that are on fire, kids. I ran outside and I I picked it up and I didn't know what it was. All I knew was the driveway was on fire. And let me note that it was probably about 1 a.m. at this point. And I looked outside and suddenly the driveway was on fire. So I ran out thinking, oh God, it's on fire. Let me pour some water on it. And then all the fumes came back up at me. Um, But yes, so there was two incidences. There was an incident of um, active drug addiction, which was causing a lot of very deep paranoia for the people that were in the basement below us. So constant questioning on what we were doing, um, why we were banging things, why we were angry at them, how come we said these certain things, which were not said. I mean, those of you who have experience with people that are going through um, active addiction, y'all understand it. And I never looked at it as something negative with them. Everybody struggles. So there was no judgment from me. It was just a hard situation to live on top of um, when there was no ability to be able to justify to them what they were hearing and experiencing because of what they were on causing that as a symptom of what they were dealing with. And so anyway, it got um, fairly violent, which was fun. Our door wasn't fixed, so people couldn't um, secure our safety. So we had had our door broken in and then we were completely unsafe. Um, but yeah, it was a very difficult situation. And then after they were finally evicted during the pandemic with COVID, we had another issue with other tenants that was causing the same kind of thing, like excessive noise, smashing, screaming, all these kinds of things that were very difficult to live with. And so we also had like mold in our place that was coming from the roof, not being checked out. Long story short, I cannot tell you how I got to where I am sitting right now. Well, actually I can, and I'm going to. So 
this process started off um, last year. There was a point in time where I was like, I can't get out of where I am. I was looking at the universe and I was like, listen, get me the fuck out of here. Like, I can't live like this anymore. I wasn't able to sleep. I wasn't able to function. I wasn't able to eat. We had both, like, my partner and I had lost our work during the pandemic. I had just taken on my physical studio and was still paying rent, even though nobody could enter. Um, had left the cult that I was in. It was 2020 and 2021 were just, like, these years that I don't even, like, I've been in therapy to unpack them and I'm still doing so, but... Wow. And that's coming from me. I've had a lot of trauma. So mm, there's a, a whole different type of trauma than I was used to. And so anyway, I started doing some very, very targeted energy work. For those of you that are not super familiar with Reiki healing, Reiki healing involves um, activating the body's own parasympathetic nervous system to elicit a healing response in the body by extreme deep relaxation. It has Japanese origins. Um, I am more of a traditional style practitioner using holy fire. It is a blend of Western and the traditional Japanese techniques. So I'm a nerd and have sought learning the Japanese techniques very deeply because I love them. Anyway. I'm a huge nerd for anybody who knows me in person. You're welcome for all the endless information I feed you. Anyway, so I was working on just writing out these lists. I was really working at manifestation because I'm very good at it. And I was sitting there writing out these lists of where I wanted to go. And I did notice that started happening. Things that I would think about would appear. Things that I would gravitate towards um even things i was looking for for other people that would appear first like my roommate was looking for a desk all of a sudden the next day a desk very similar to what she described was down the road now that being said there was a couple things about it that didn't suit her needs and so that's when i learned to really refine that process i experimented with using um, malas which i really loved i experimented with using affirmations now the things that i was looking at at this point was tricking my fucking brain. The key process of this for me was tricking my fucking brain because my brain is a shit show. For those of you who know me, I love her. I love her, but shit show. I had a lot of very um, limiting beliefs at this point, which is part of the process that I was exploring over these next few years. So I grabbed a mala and I would recite things like beautiful and unexpected things happen to me every day. And man, did it work. It worked very well. Um, I was starting to see all these synchronicities. I was getting a lot of hope that I wasn't getting in my day-to-day -day life. Synchronistic clients, jobs that came out of nowhere, things that really fed my soul when I needed them. And I was like, wow, so my beliefs really do have a huge impact on the actual physical manifestations in my life. Good to know. So the next thing that I was working on was money finds me in mysterious ways. That was another affirmation that I repeated for a couple of months, especially during the pandemic. And this proved itself. Um, I was really struggling with money. And yet all of a sudden, every time that I needed it, lo and behold, there it would come. And uh, in very mysterious ways, somebody would be like, oh, I just need this or I need that. Or can you do this? Or, wow, I really noticed you're skilled in X. Can you do this for me? And it was just people that were coming out of nowhere, not out of my normal spheres. And that's when I learned that our limiting beliefs really fuck us over in terms of what we can accomplish. And I know um, being limitless is a difficult thing. But I really wanted to challenge my beliefs at my own limits, because if there's anything that I'm good at, it's resilience. If there's anything that I can honestly look at myself and say, like, damn, you're really, really good at that. There's a lot of things now. It's resilience. I am very resilient. I always find my way out of every problem that I'm in and I do it well. And so I knew that the limits I was placing on myself were bullshit. It was bullshit. 
It wasn't, it wasn't accurate. It was things that I told myself that were keeping me stuck. So that's where those affirmations and those mantras were really helping me. Now, later on in the pandemic, I started my mentorship program, which I am so happy that a couple of people had approached me and asked me to do for them. And I was so thrilled. So I really started working at the chakra energy centers. Now I have more like obviously we all have more of a Western view. So I was researching the Eastern um, view for chakras a little bit more during this time to kind of really get an understanding. Now, I look at it as specific energy vortices in the body, like vortexes, vortices. And um, so my work with them is not color related. My work with them is trauma related, is stuck energy related. And the reason why is these are all little energy transformers that exist in the body. And your body keeps the score in a very, very real way, especially your emotional body. And so many things in our ancestry and our karma and generational patterns, which I do have an episode on that, if you guys want to check it out, um, can, can really fuck with you even when you don't know it's fucking with you. And if you look at your family line, because I can definitely look at mine and see all of the repeating patterns that I don't have, that my family has, that I was able to work at through understanding how the ways that they believed affected me, the limitations they had on themselves affected me, because sometimes we just look at everything in our lives and we never fucking question it. We can look at poverty consciousness and we never fucking question it. Don't ever do that. <laughs> and I know that a lot of us aren't aware of it, and that's what makes it so fucking difficult. But I really had to look at it and go, well, why am I poor? Like, like, why do I have to be that way? Why do I have to make money in this very specific way that everybody does? And yet I can see that no one around me is succeeding in that way. And no one is happy. Keyword, no one is happy. And so it made me redefine those things. Now, looking at those energy centers, that's where I was able to see it. Doing targeted work on the past of my students at this point in time, I would get them to answer some specific questions for me, sit in the energy center, look at the soul contract, speak to their guides for them, and really tune in on the what that was kind of getting in their way for them. And I had a lot of positive feedback from this. Now, I later wanted to develop this into a course, but um, I don't know if I'm going to do that, and I will explain why as I go, because I think for everyone, the process is very, very one-on-one, -on -one. and to generalize it, I don't think that would work. So back to me trying to get the hell out of my living situation. I work with spirits, right? And we had a lot of deaths during this time period in my partner's family, people that we were very, very close to, very close to, and obviously she was very close to, and it was extremely difficult for all of us. Um, one person in particular was like a, a very strong pillar in all of our lives, and I'm sure that people who knew her will be listening to this, and uh, it's the kind of person that we called every single day, literally every single day. And so I knew, I knew that she would be watching. I knew that she would be listening, and so I asked her, um, this is when I, I had just started working on um, evidential mediumship development, which is something I'm very big on. Evidence. Anyway, y'all know me. Y'all know how I'm like that. And I like validation and evidence, in fact. So anyway, I started asking her and I started just engaging in the process of talking to my spirit guides out loud because I noticed when I did it. The things that I asked for would come through very quickly. And this is when I learned the power of strong fucking emotion. So many people will sit here and be like, no, to manifest, you have to be all love and lie. No, honey, to manifest, you have to believe it. And to believe it, you have to get mad. 
Anger is sacred. People who tell you that, oh, you manifested this because you have bad thoughts. Get out of here. You are not allowed at my table, but bye. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it's extremely damaging. It's an extremely damaging mentality. I manifest out of sheer strength of emotion. And I was doing it wrong when I was thinking that I had to be all love and light for these things to work. I'm not all love and light and neither are you and neither is anybody else out here. Enough said on that particular tangent. I'm fiery today and I will not apologize. Anyway, so... Um, I was sitting in my shower just asking my guides, as I did often, because the shower was, like, the only safe space where I lived. Not that it really was, because four people in one apartment is fucking difficult when you all have to use the bathroom. Um, but I would sit there, and I would ask my guides, like, hey, you know, I need help. Because I knew that asking my guides, you have to have direct involvement. You can't get them to work with you in any other way. They are contracted to you, and they can't do things for you. And so when you really need help, you have to ask very directly. So I sat with them, and I was like, I need help. But I know that the ways that I think I need help are not the ways that I actually need help. So what I want you to do is send me the help that's for my greatest and highest good. It's the pandemic, so obviously outside therapy is difficult. Though I did contact people, I still haven't received a response. So anyway, um, I was between doctors at this time. My doctor had just retired and there was a whole process so I couldn't go through who I normally went through. Um, so anyway, I sat down and I asked them, send me resources in the way that's for my greatest and highest good. Send me tools that are for my greatest and highest good. I am fully admitting that I am a human being and I have biases. And if I'm trying to hustle in the ways that I know how to hustle and nothing is working, I must be doing something wrong. Please show me how to do it right. Within an hour, I remember having a voice in my head that I didn't recognize tell me, what about your Kindle subscription? And I was like, what the fuck? Because I was just sitting there watching TV. And I audibly said, what the fuck? Because this voice was just in my head and was like, have you thought about your Kindle subscription? I'm trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. And I was like, what? So <laughs> anyway, I, I listened to it and it's like, listen, there are resources that you need with your Kindle subscription. That is how you will access them. And I was like, okay. So I happened to go into my Kindle subscription and then all of a sudden I saw these books on mediumship. And I was like, yo, wait a second. There's a book that can train you on evidential mediumship. And the book was about learning how to interact with your spirit guides. And that's where it all started for me. Now, I've always been mediumistic, but not in the ways that I am now. I can't vouch for how much working directly with your spirit guides has been such a fucking integral part of this process for me in, in creating very large energy shifts in my life. So in this total point of powerlessness, I sat down and then I met my spirit guide. And I started having very synchronistic psychic experiences, which I will go into in another episode about psychic gifts and how they can manifest. I think I've done one, but I want to do it a little bit deeper because I do have a lot of students working on this right now. And I'm noticing that there are maybe not enough information in what I was sharing to develop that. So I got you and I am going to make a more detailed one after a couple of years of working with evidential mediumship and how that can develop you. So I was reading these books and all of these things just started to really happen. At that point, 
Now we're going to fast forward about a year here, a year where I was working on mentorship, a year where I was doing those affirmations, a year where I was taking a walk as much as I could to clear my own energy, a year where I was doing Reiki sessions on myself almost every day, doing journeying. I was working with some other mentors at this point um, for my own self-healing on journeying. And that was extremely helpful. I was also working with another mentor on angel healing very helpful and did teach me a lot about how to do this process so I really just I loved that and at this point this was a year of building clientele this was a year of um, changing my business to be almost solely online and seeing I feel like that was just a lesson in how versatile that I could really be and I didn't know I did not know until the pandemic forced me to shut down and change everything that I did that I could be that versatile in business and still succeed during a pandemic, which unfortunately saw a lot of my peers shut down. And um, they're starting to reopen in their own way. And I'm so happy to see it because I, I grieved for them as they shut down, imagining how difficult it must have been. And I did shut down my physical location a few months ago. Well, last year, actually. And I'll get into that because, again, integral part of this process so it really started when I have ADHD, sorry for the complete turnaround, but it's all necessary information. So at this point, I was starting on trying to find uh, a place, a, a way to get out of the situation. And that's when I came across um, something that I like to call the Angel SOS, which is not actually called the Angel SOS. It is by um, the girl who does Ask Angels. Absolutely phenomenal. I started reading her books over this period. And because I'm clairsentient, I could feel that angelic energy working around me. And it was a, a huge game changer as well in working with angelic energy in this process. And so she had this thing that was like, ask for help. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And every time that I did it, within a day, chaos would erupt. And now if you know about energy healing, you know that sometimes they need to rip out the Jenga tower to do what you want. And that's exactly what was going on. So every time that I would do this, there would be big blow-ups. There would be big issues. And then as the dust would settle, the problems would go away. Now, obviously, healing works in layers. Sometimes these situations need to be shaken up a multiple amount of times. So with this... Um, I saw the situation shook up about six or seven times and every single time it was shook up, a different piece of the puzzle would click in and more action would be taken. Now, without this, I don't know that I would have gotten out the way that I did. I don't know that the situation would have improved the way that I did because this um, meditation that Melanie does, which is completely free to access on her website, by the way, please do it. You'll thank me later. Um, teaches you how to actually ask a question because when you are asking your guides your best way is vibrationally to be on their level now I teach this in mentorship and I call it sitting in the power which is what it's often called but Melanie um, teaches it a little bit differently where she will have you ground and she will have you heighten your energy and your consciousness to go past your higher chakras all the way up into the energy of source where you will ask what you need and at that point your energy field has shifted to accommodate the energy of source your energy body has moved up into source energy and you're able to ask that question directly from source as an equal to source which was key in this process and so through that process i learned how to manipulate my own energy field to reach a higher consciousness through practice with sitting in the power um, which you can't fucking do enough by the way and practice with this particular method that melanie uses so i really found some success with that and then 
when I started doing targeted Reiki, I had my little piece of paper and you can do this as a level one and you can do this as a level two, but the key is having Reiki energy. So you can do it with intention though, I'm sure. Even if you don't have Reiki, I'm sure that sitting in a space of intention and prayer um, every day would help you manifest faster results. Because again, it's moving you into the energy of what you desire. And that is very key to, to have that feeling of becoming what you desire to me was integral. So in this process, I would sit with um, my little Reiki jar, but I would also sit with um, an envelope method, which I teach to my students in their level one and two. Now this method involves taking a piece of paper and it's a goal manifestation. You'll write down your goal on the inside of an envelope. You're going to add your symbols. If you don't have symbols, that's fine. You typically receive them in level two, not always. Um, some people receive them in level one. That's a whole other thing. So anyway, you'll, you'll add your symbols when you have them to this envelope and you're going to seal it. Then you're going to take your intention or your symbols. You're going to run your Reiki through your hands and you're going to put this envelope between your hands and you're either going to use the distance symbol to connect to time and space or you're going to just intend that it be sent out there. Now, I did this for five minutes a day and my goal was get me the hell out of here. And through doing that, it's like chipping out a block over time. And you know how I'm always on and on about every step you take every day manifests a different thing. Like, it's true. <laughs> and so this was another way that I was achieving that because my conscious mind thought, I can't get out of this place. And my soul mind was like, ah, 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 if we chip at that energy every single day, at some point it's going to fucking break. And so that's what I did. I chipped at that energy every single day. I also would sit in the energy of the house that I wanted. And I was very, very definite and very fucking specific over what I did not want. Because you'll hear people be like, no, you can't talk about what you don't want. You're going to attract what you don't want. Again, there's the door. Okay, so you have to sit in what you don't want to get clear about what you do want. And it's the best way to clarify that process. Now, after you sit in what you don't want, if you're not liking the energy, clear your energy afterwards. Go take a walk and then come back to the process. Shake it off. Stagnated energy is energy that's not in motion. So if you're ever feeling shitty energy, go be in motion because it'll help it just shake its fucking way off of you. So... In that process of defining what I didn't want, very specifically, I spent a lot of time sitting in the energy with my partner, especially because she obviously lives with me, and um, thinking about what we didn't want. And um, when we did think about what we did, we had an extensive list of all the things that we wanted. Now, I obviously knew there was some... We were in a housing crisis during this too. Um, my brother was looking for an apartment so, so hard and was struggling every time he turned around, as was his girlfriend, looking for a place. And everything that they would go to would be waitlisted, et cetera, et cetera. And they were, they were very nervous trying to find a place that would work for them. And I just, as soon as my brother told me he wanted to move, I was like, I'm applying to this place. And it was a place that I didn't think I could get in. And I looked at Heaven's grandmother, like Heaven's Baba, who, the one who had passed on. And I looked at her and I said, I know you can help me with this. I, I know if there's any string that you can pull, you're going to pull it. And so I asked her right away, please show me how I can get here. And so I sent in the application, not thinking anything. And lo and behold, we got exactly the place that we wanted, except our timeline changed. There was some stuff going on with health within like our family and uh, the timeline of moving changed. And the agency that we were renting through was just like, yeah, okay, that actually works better for us. We have no houses available. This is the only place available, but we're going to push it to when you need so we have more time to do our renovations because we're running on lower staff. 
I looked at my wife and was like, pardon? What? And that's exactly what happened. They kept it for us until we needed it. And how fortunate were we during a housing crisis to be able to have something like that? And I really think it's because of how fucking specific we were. Because when I say that this place hits on every single thing that I asked for, I'm not kidding. Every single thing. Some things that we didn't even know until we moved in. It was uncanny with exactly how it manifested. So that was the first time that I was really like, okay, I can do this. I can make these changes. It's within my ability. And so I started working on targeted changes over the next few months. Now, the thing with this process that was so key was really being um, like requesting that it was for my greatest and highest good only. And I think that was the game changer too, because again, I was aware of my bias that was like, well, if what I want isn't happening, well, maybe there's a better way and really just letting the universe work its magic and whatever that looked like. And so we started out with having, you know, no studio having no safe living space, no income, no food in my fridge, active possibly murder situation, lots of drama within the household because of what was fucking going on. We were all angry and and chaos from above and chaos from below and not knowing about anything about our jobs and how that would work out. And, and now I'm in another studio that I'm working with a team and I'm working underneath someone because it's their studio. Um, and just fucking wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I love it there. It was exactly what I needed. I don't thrive working well alone. I thrive in being part of a team. I thrive in helping other people reach their goals and I thrive in being part of a team atmosphere. So I learned that working in my studio that the team atmosphere was integral to me. I needed to constantly have process. And so when I asked for my greatest and highest good, that's how it manifested. I'll get to the studio too and, and how I manifested that and how I manifested a different location that turned out to be better for me. But we have a studio and we have an in-person location and we have new clientele and we have repeat clientele and we have my business being very, very good at this point. We have an extremely safe living space that only gets better. We have a very stable living space. We have bills that are within our means. We have extra income on my partner's end. And it's just like all of these things that were a huge barrier to me last year and the year before that I never could have dreamed of having are here. And I think it's because of this process. So getting back to that process, um, a lot of this to me the, the daily Reiki was a big game changer. And so I actually looked at it in terms of healing patterns instead of necessarily healing the thing. So when I started really working at money, I started working at money about a year ago, probably. And I would do that money tree TikTok mantra. And uh, man, it worked. I love it. Um, I do it all the time. And the thing is, is because when we are in sync, that's when we are able to be in the energy of receiving and giving equally. And as an ADHD person, I play to my strengths. So when I dance, I'm in sync. ADHD people are able to get to flow very easily. And we're in a flow state. That's when we're zoning out. And we're like, what? We're in a flow state. Our, our brains are naturally in a flow state a good chunk of the time. That's a lot more than others. And we're very fortunate for that particular aspect. And so I played to that strength. 
I would do my manifestation when I was reading a book and listening to the music. I would do my manifestation when I was, you know, doing actual client work that I was getting paid for um, over Zoom or, or not over Zoom, but like astrology work where I was charting by myself. I would listen to that while I was doing it. I would listen to that while I was doing my scheduling because obviously scheduling brings you clients, et cetera, et cetera. I'm literally putting clients in. I'm already in the energy and I would do things that would bring me exactly what I wanted. I would listen to it when I was doing my accounting because doing my accounting obviously means I have money. And so I would do it in whatever form that I could in that particular way. And I've really found that to be effective. And the other thing that I wanted to highlight on money manifestation is that I look at it as things too. You know, like one of the days when I was doing this really big manifestation, I was broke man. I didn't have money for groceries. It was during the pandemic. I had picked up this client who is an absolute angel and they often tip me really well because I do a lot of like, um, side work for them. Um, like things that they'll be like, Oh, I need this. Can you get this back to me by this date? And we do a lot of work outside of sessions that are scheduled. So I was doing that for them. And, um, the point of this was, I, I got ahead of myself, but I received a huge package that morning from crystals I had ordered in. Lo and behold, that I had been sent a bunch of extra freebies. And I just looked at it and I was like, holy crap, I'm so abundant because not only are there freebies here, these are insanely beautiful. And I just felt so fortunate to be able to con like to connect those crystals with the people that were right for them. And the energy was just beautiful. And I was just sitting here thinking like, what a fucking cool life that I get to live. And then later that day, my partner, unbeknownst to me, had bought me books. And this was a collection of my V.C. Andrews series. For those of you that know me personally, I'm very serious about my V.C. Andrews books. And this was like, they were a big part of my childhood. And this was like, my partner had bought me a box set of like used books from someone. And that came in that day and it wasn't supposed to. And I was just, my heart was just so open over receiving that. And then I got a call from that client and it ended up being enough work to get me groceries and be able to take my wife out for something um, as much as we could do during the pandemic. We went to Tim Hortons and we did like a little movie night, but just a complete change from that morning, like a complete 180. And I experienced that really often where it's really helped me understand that I'm very, very limitless in everything that I experience. And it's really helped me take away that belief that I can't bring in what I need. And so that was another part of it. Looking at the fact that energy is not just one form of currency. Sometimes abundance is about money and sometimes abundance is about your family and sometimes abundance is about material items and sometimes abundance is just about all these fucking good feelings like friendship or food or all these other things. And learning to look at myself as rich in a whole life sense really helped me understand that my block was believing it. I was not worthy of financial income, but I was worthy of everything else. And so that was key too. And in my solar plexus, when I was doing that targeted shot work that was a biggie it was a biggie because I've always been very abundant when it comes to love and friendship and and just all these beautiful things around me I'm ruled by Jupiter so I have a horseshoe up my ass and a lot of people that I know hear me say that like an uncommon amount um but I really believe it so it works anyway so that was another integral part 
Now, when I started really, really working on this, I was sitting here probably like four months ago and just fucking mad. I had just left my job, um, like my uh, retail job, because I was being informed by my guides that it wasn't going anywhere positive and that I was at extreme risk for burnout and was already experiencing that and that I was blocking myself and from everything that I wanted and had let go of all the things that I wanted to work towards in order to sustain this job that was like killing me inside and giving me no hours and manage like upper management was not good. Um, there was no opportunity to be heard within the company or be supported. It was just really fucking rough. And so anyway, um, I was sitting on my floor one day or no, actually this is a different story. I happened to go into my friend's car and this friend and I were talking and while we were talking, they were, they were giving me advice. We were responding about multiple life situations at once. And I think both of us might've been channeling at this point. And I solved my problem. And the next day I quit because I had answered my own question, which was how I was going to get out of this mess and if I would be okay. And this friend and I managed to answer my own question through the work that we were doing in that conversation that was like four hours just sitting in the parking lot and the next day was done and then all of a sudden all of these I was the very next morning after I had or that morning actually before I knew I was leaving my job I was sitting down and I saw my grandmother and my grandmother looked at me and she said I'm so proud of you and another family member and I asked why and she said you two just have this ability to do what you want and you don't care. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's true. And she's like, you just have this ability to do what you want and not care. And it stopped you from being stuck. And it stopped you from getting into bad positions. And it stopped you from creating a life that you don't want. And she said, I'm so proud of you for recognizing that. You need to take the steps to make sure that you keep that up. And so that was just like this huge acknowledgement of, and she did share some personal information with me about her life at that point. And I just sat there listening, not expecting her to, to be with me that day, because I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of mediums don't experience their family popping in very often. I do to a certain extent, but typically when there's big things going on, that's when I will feel her the most. And the first indicator was smelling her perfume, which I messaged my mom about and was like, what is it? And then she told me, but she told me that I, I needed to leave where I was. And she told me that no matter what, I always land on my feet. And no matter what, um, I always know what to do. And I always follow my heart and it just works out for me. And because of that, I'm able to create a life that really serves me and break patterns. And she did say that it was a pattern break that other people in my family did not have, um, that certain situations would keep them stuck as they learn, as they grow, and that I didn't have that pattern. And that she was very proud of me for that. Because she said that she had struggled with that pattern in her lifetime, which is um, like strong people pleasing and feeling like you live a life for others instead of living a life for yourself. And so that was one of the things that she had came in to tell me that day. And lo and behold, with that message, keeping that in mind and really not knowing what the hell it was about at that point, um, and then just just kind of being like, oh, well, that was nice. Did that? That's true. And then hearing this message from my friend when we were talking, I was like, okay, the universe just told me what I needed to do. I need to get out. I need to just take the leap and get out. And so I did. And so um, I ended up doing a session with a very trusted and very dear Reiki master friend that I hadn't seen in quite some time a few days later. And after that, we just did some work and she, she talked to me about the extreme shifts in energy that I had had since we had seen each other last and same for her. 
And she was able to move some blockages for me and give me some advice. And after that, both of our lives were just like very helpful. I had a bunch of chaos over the next few months, like just extreme chaos. Now the chaos happens when you start kicking the blockages in the ass. Now during this, I was starting to use my dice roll very seriously. And I noticed I was getting Reiki experiences on the days of the new moon and the full moon. And I was like, well, what the hell? And any days that were of, of astrological significance. And I was like, okay, my guides know that, but I didn't until I looked it up. And I was like, why today? Why today? And when I looked it up, sure enough, it was a major event. So I was like, okay, I trust you. And when I would do those block releases, I wouldn't always know what I was doing them for. I was just kind of trusting my guidance on, okay, this is what I need. And, and like that same voice, which I now know is my guide, would tell me, you need to do this today. It's really important that this happens today. And I'd be like, okay, sure. Because <laughs> they're always right. I don't question them. But I'm like, okay, sure. So anyway, I started doing that. And I started noticing that pattern. And I would look at what was going on with the moon. And sure enough, the life issues that I started releasing were directly related. Now, this caused a lot of like fights with family and fights with these people and drama and upheaval. But I started seeing the things that I needed come through one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I would like tell my friends what was going on. And they're like, holy shit, girl, you got a lot on your plate. And I'm like, I'm doing it to myself, though. Right. And all of these blockages that I just didn't think could clear started to clear. And some of them would just be from a clairaudient voice in my head. Again, my guides, sometimes my grandmother, sometimes my uncle Ron, too. It'd pop into my head and be like, you need to do this today. And I'd be like, why? And they'd be like, you know, not to ask why. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. And sure enough, if I, if I did the thing, huge changes would come from following that inspired action. And so, yeah, doing that, doing those block releases that were timed. And I was also working with some of my other Reiki experiences because doing that dice roll allowed me to really find that timing that allowed me to follow through with what I needed. And so in doing that and also doing that same process of sending distant Reiki every day with um, the goals that I was working towards, I also started looking at what those goals related to and what was standing in my way. And actually the things that came up during the Reiki experiences and my life afterwards were not things that I had actually thought of or that I thought were affecting me. And so it ended up making me take some pretty big fucking jumps that I would not have taken if I didn't have the trust that I have in my guidance team. Um, let me tell you that I was like, this is scary. And then again, Chanel number five, and I know I'm good basically so um thanks for my spirit team for being such a dedicated resource during that because I really did not know what the hell I was doing with my life and all of a sudden I just knew I had to keep following these targeted um energy releases that I was doing I had to combine them with distant Reiki I had to combine them with doing Reiki on myself once a week too and that really helped um, clear away the energy that wasn't serving me because obviously as we go through shit there's all this energy in our field that isn't really serving us that can stop us from being able to get where we wanted and so to me it was just an element of giving myself support that I wasn't receiving from any other arena at that point and so the things that started to manifest just blew my friggin' noggin. That I was like, whoa, what? 
And, and the thing that was really integral about how they showed up, I think that was the key. Every time that I did the energy work with Reiki, there's a stipulation that it's got to be for your greatest and highest good when you do a block release. If you if it's not for your greatest and highest good, it's not going to happen. And if if there's and I would go in with no intention. The key, I think, to doing these block releases in this way was to go with it with little to no intention. I would just have a framework being like, I need stronger income or I need marginal income or I need to take my cat to the vet or I need this this thing, this X thing that and I need for you to deliver it to me in the way that is for my greatest and highest good and show me what steps I need to take. So along with this. I was still doing that method that Melanie had taught me through that, um, through those books that I had read by her. And um, that really helped me to know what state of mind I needed to be in when I asked. And on top of that, I was making sure that whenever I had a strong worry, um, strong gratitude, strong tears, strong sadness, strong anger, that I would go where the water was, because to me, water is integral to my process, and that I would just talk it out. I would just talk it out in my head with my guides and tell them what I was worried about, tell them what I needed, tell them that I, what I was fearful of, tell them uh, the things that I could see manifesting and just very earnestly asking for their help in whatever way was my greatest and highest good. And I think that was key. And usually within that same day, I'd have an answer. And things just kept getting better and better and better and better. So where I was four months ago and where I am now, I don't know that girl. <laughs> like that is the level of change that we're looking at here. Just, just in a few months time. And the key to that manifestation process to me, the energy shifting process to me, I also did a lot of timeline shifting here. Now, I don't know if I believe in timeline shifting the way that other people believe in timeline shifting, where you can like hop a timeline, etc. I do think theoretically that is possible, but to me, it represented that same energy of needing to ask for support to align myself with a different possibility. And timeline changes offered the symbolism that I was looking for. And so they worked. They worked. And I was so surprised where I would be like, huh, suddenly all these problems are gone. And I looked at my wife probably like two weeks ago, or about a week ago, actually. And I was like, I don't have any problems. And she's like, what? And I was like, honey, I don't have any problems. When, when the fuck was the last time I don't have any problems? What, what is this? And she was like, yeah, we, we don't have any problems. I'm like, we don't have any problems. Do you realize how insane that is considering where we were like two years ago, where we were at this time last year? What on earth is this universe? And so that ability to do that, followed by the follow-through action that I was taking, because I think follow-through action is fucking key here too. If you don't make any movements, it's not going to work for you. Following through, learning what my energy type really needed, like taking a walk, um, just changing my energy, really paying attention to changing any like stagnated energy, taking a walk, taking lots of time outside, making sure that I had time for like my friends and not isolating as I tend to do, making sure that I had time for meaningful conversations and connections, I think was a way that this sped this process up because they would really bring me gratitude. They would really show me the signs that what I was doing was working. And when my heart was full, that was the best time for me to really be thankful. And I think thanking my guides was a huge part of this for me because as I thanked them, I could feel that love and that love gave me the faith that I needed to continue with how difficult this fucking process was. And so anyways, 
I was just floored with all of the changes, like all, all of the changes that had happened. And it was insane to me how, like, we're talking about like lump sums of money coming out of literally thin air. Like, I, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I had this huge barrier with my poor cat. My cat is 15 um, and she had a cyst and um, no vets were taking payment plans. And I was just absolutely terrified. And I thought I was getting a grant that I got every year and turns out I didn't because of a misconception on my part, but I was told I was going to get it and I didn't get it. And I remember Heaven and I were just like bawling our eyes out on the floor thinking, what are we going to do for our poor cat? What are, what are we going to do? She's 15. She can't have that like that. And we were just at our wits end and we had been trying to save and all of these things kept happening, like appliances breaking, jobs not being stable, all of these really difficult things. And so we, we did some manifesting together that night. We sat there and we asked our guides very tearfully what we could do. And within, I think, three days, we found out that there was a lump sum of money that was owed to us. And Kat was in the next week and she is recouping right now. Out of thin freaking air. Out of thin freaking air. And that's the thing. These things come out of thin freaking air. And, and that's been the key to making me realize exactly how powerful these processes are and how deep the targeted energy work goes because the process is moving that stagnant energy, taking steps to create new energy, creating energetic shifts and healing that align us with what we want, and then it comes out of the thin freaking air. And it's worked on so many different things in my life that at this point, I'm like, I'm never thinking that I don't have any power ever again. Because that that is the amount of shifting that I've done. And it's still happening at this point because I've shifted so many big blocks. Now there's like things that I want just showing up out of thin air. And I'm like, what? Just things that I think about and I daydream about, like major life changes that I'm just like daydreaming about. I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be cool? And then suddenly it's happening and I'm like, whoa, what? Because I didn't even do any targeted blockage work for this. But I guess because I've been doing continual work, it was aligned with one of the things I was doing continual work on. And I basically dismissed it as not being a possibility, but I guess it really was a possibility because it manifested anyway. And I'm like, how? <laughs> But I know how. And so anyway, I wanted to just talk about this process a little bit and, and just exactly how powerful it's been. And and I'm doing things I never thought I would do. And certainly that two years ago, Kayla wouldn't even dream of in her wildest daydreams. She just wanted a safe roof over her head and not to be concerned that she was going to die at any given time, which is a valid concern. Um, props to two years ago, Kayla, for, you know, not going completely batshit insane in that situation because I still don't know how we didn't. But anyway, from going from there to here, I don't know. I don't even know how. So to explain what happened with the old studio, too. I obviously got kicked out of my old studio for, like, my old, old studio for cult reasons. And so I was deemed risky to the cult. And so I got the boot because I kept challenging things and being like, this doesn't add up and this doesn't add up and what you're saying is damaging. And they didn't like me much. And so I got the boot. And good that I did. And I remember sitting on my bed, just coming home and just crying my eyes out, being like, how could my friend do this to me? And just bawling. And this was before I had started doing work with evidential mediumship, but I was working with um, angelic healing at that point. And I just remember just asking very, very loudly, just asking whatever could help me, what it would do. And then within three days, I had a new studio. 
I had all of my furniture paid for. I didn't know how I was going to make the rent every month, but I'm very proud to say that I never missed a month of rent, even during the pandemic, even when my doors were not open. And that's when I really started to see when things are meant for you, they happen and you don't need to worry about them. I knew that the universe wouldn't have given me that studio if I couldn't uphold it. I also knew that my time there was limited. And I knew that from the beginning, just because of certain things with the studio. But it was such a refuge in, in that time period where our housing situation was so difficult that I was able to go to a totally new place and it even had a shower. And you know, I talked about it being really hard to have four people in one apartment. I think it's really funny that the studio came manifested with a shower <laughs> and it literally was equipped with everything that I would need because it had a bathroom and there was no travel time. Like I could literally just walk over there. And so it, it solved a lot of the barriers that I had with my old studio or the old place that I was working with. And so anyway, um, it allowed other people to find me. It allowed me to host meditation nights, all of these things. It, but most clearly, it allowed me to see, like, the biggest question that I have, which should I continue practicing after the cult had destroyed all, all of my confidence on every single level? And it really showed me how needed I was and how needed my skills were in other people's lives, which is something that I really doubted. And because of that studio, I was able to start this podcast because I had a quiet space to record, which was non-existent where I lived because of the constant screaming and banging and, and just insanity that was there. And so, um, so many things happened because of that studio. And then I got some guidance. Um, Heaven bought me this deck. I had a dream about this deck two years ago. And um, literally the text on the package, the decoration on the front, and it's a very unique deck if I do say so. Like they're dressed up as dominatrix and monsters and like all sorts of crazy shit. It's called the Wizard's Tarot. Um, it is one of my treasured besties, if I'm being honest. I just clicked with it. I think because it's so fucking weird. I don't know. We just have a bond. It's it's very it, next to my deck that I've had for 16 years. It is my go-to. I just can't use it with clients because it's inappropriate. Um, so anyway, that deck that night told me I needed to leave the studio and it told me that my landlords were up to some shady shit. And I was like, well, why? I didn't know anything about this. I had, this was out of left field. I had no fucking idea what was going on. And I was like, what do you mean? Sure enough, I started Googling them and my landlords had totally disappeared from the internet. And I was like, what is going on? Their names had disappeared. Um, so many things. And then I discovered that some tenants in our old building had, um, gone against our landlord and in our apartment, um, found nine different types of mold. And that we had been living in, unbeknownst to us, although I had been challenging the landlords on a few things like water in the walls and that kind of stuff. So we kind of figured. But so anyway, the city got involved, all sorts of things. My landlords took their names down. They were threatening to sell the studio. Then they were trying to sell it without even notifying me. And then it did sell to another landlord who had none of my information. Then my keys got changed with absolutely no explanation. And um, so that was super fun. I couldn't get it. My studio was locked for a month straight. I, uh, they wouldn't give me new keys. So uh, I figured that out and um, just a lot of issues. And I kept asking for these issues to be solved. And the guidance was get the hell out of there. And the guidance was, listen, you need to get out of there now. And I'm not telling you why. And I was like, what? And they were like, listen you've got something else coming. You need to get out of there now. If you don't get out of there now, even worse things are going to happen. And I was like, okay, okay. I've learned through this process that I need to just trust. I'm getting out. Sure enough, after I got out, it ended up being sold. It's no longer being rented because there's no windows and things like that. The company for my landlords went totally under. There's no communication, just all sorts of issues. And my clients didn't feel safe at that location. And I knew that I couldn't expand in that location. 
And so anyway, that ended up giving me a lot of money that I didn't have because I got the money back for being locked out for a month and all of those things. And I looked around and I was so disappointed because I could not find another studio in my price range. And my clients were looking at me like, what are you doing? And I was going where I was wasn't safe because there was some very large safety issues in my other studio that I didn't want to expose my clients to. So anyway, um, working on that, I ended up getting my cricket. I ended up um, being able to launch like a whole different line of product and tap into a different market and just expand my creative abilities in a way that I never would have had I not listened to that guidance. And sure enough, the studio is still not being rented. So I don't think that the care that it needed ever happened, which was very sad to me. And then all of a sudden, about a month ago, I started getting these signs that's like, what you want is coming. And I had been doing daily Reiki to find a new location. And then all of a sudden, this voice told me to do something, that same voice, um, told me to do something, and I did. And I'm in a new space now. And if I hadn't followed that, I would not be there. And I just want to talk about how much trusting your guidance and developing your skills with your spirit guides can really help level up this process. So a thing that I would include in this process if I was doing this for a client would be trained spirit guide work. And the reason why is because developing your psychic ability is actually about developing your own fucking guidance system. It's not about doing psychic work for other people. It's actually about your connection to yourself and what a fucking gift that is in a world that tells you that you should not be yourself at all costs. That's the message I've heard my whole life. It shouldn't be myself at all costs. Only terrible things will happen. Um, I don't buy that anymore. And since I stopped, only good things have happened. So do with that what you will. But it's been integral to my process is really developing my guidance system and making time to speak to my guides, doing that in a way that I understand. And I got a lot of like visual cues, auditory cues, scent cues, all these things that would tell me you're on the right track. And I didn't have those before I started doing that spirit guide development. And so that's an integral piece for me. They actually trained me to read tarot completely differently. And holy shit, did that hurt my brain when I first started doing it. But I was like, wow. Like, I've been a reader for 16 years, and I didn't know that there was a totally different way in which there would be spirits in my family sitting in front of me when I would be doing a tarot reading, and they would just be talking to me, and they would tell me all these things, but the tarot was the groundwork to hold their energy in place, because as the medium, I have to stay in a certain vibration to be able to facilitate that. So when I would lay the cards down, they were able to hold the energy for that spirit to be there and hold it even though I was having emotional reactions to what was being said, which if you're a medium or you do psychic stuff, you know it can pull you right the fuck out of what you're looking at, what you're channeling. And so anyway, that was super, super integral to my process too, is hearing them speak that way and hearing them be so direct with me as to tell me this is what's going to happen in a way that reading tarot could not tell me. Because when a spirit is talking to you, you actually get the context, you get the how. And so I don't, like, I only do this process when, when my dice roll tells me to, basically. <laughs> that is when this process happens for me. And so I've always thought that it was really interesting because I know when that happens, I need to step into medium as opposed to tarot card reader Kayla, which I do work on a little bit of a spirit link with tarot, but it's definitely different because I know damn straight I'm talking to a spirit guide. And with the way that I do this now, I'm talking to a spirit. And so the experience is very different. And I was not aware that that existed as a possibility. 
And so anyway, this whole process has just been super interesting to me as a very large and lengthy science experiment. And I just wanted to share it with you guys if you guys are interested in doing some work with me to figure this out for yourselves or even finding your own modified process on how you guys would like to achieve your goals if you guys have those means. I just really wanted to stress how important targeted energy work is in creating space for things that you never thought possible and how doing the same thing all the time is not going to bring you different results and doing the thing in the way that you think the thing needs to be done and expecting life to just throw it at you, it doesn't work. So doing targeted approaches even on things you never thought was possible because the end goal with this, the end goal is my goals have already been reached. So what's going to come from this targeted energy work if I'm looking for something even better? If I'm open to anything that the universe can give me and I'm not working with the specific thing now. Because so far, so good. So far, very, very good. Very unexpected. And I really love that. And so anyway, I wanted to share this with you as this month's podcast episode. So a little bit of a different information. Now, if you guys would like to book with me, I am back in in in-person sessions. Hell yes. At uh, Reflex and Refresh Holistic Spa. We're on Stockdale. Um, You can find how to book with me through um, Googling me. You'll see my link on how to do that. You can find it on my Facebook page, on my Instagram. All of my stuff is set up to Ashina's. Um, Ashina being the owner of the spa and Reflexology by Ashina. So... All of that is set up and you can find my mentorship. I'm doing in-person tarot. I'm doing in-person Reiki and I'm doing in-person astrology, which is new to me, which is super fun. So if you guys want to do astrology readings in person, you guys get a full PDF with what you guys book and um, like with what you guys are asking. So I go into channeling before I do the session for you and I bring you a PDF and we talk about it. And this just allows you to ask any questions you can, but it also gives me hours of uninterrupted channeling. And the reason why I like that is because I need to stay in the flow state for a really long time to do those readings, which is very hard for me to do in one hour. And in being in that flow state and uninterrupted, I get what I would get in like four hours in a one hour time because there's no questions and there's no... um, pulling back and forth with the energy. It's all very clear and it all comes very quickly. And so I love being able to offer this option. So if that's something you guys are interested in, it is now fully available. And yes, so you, if you have any questions or comments, you can feel free to email me at Kayla at florafaunahealing.org. And yeah, check out all the new fun things that I have to offer from this direct process of manifestation that I am explaining. And I hope you guys have a lovely whatever the hell day that it is when this gets posted. Oh!